This week on Tuning Out the News, liberal warrior Kylie Weaver has an exclusive interview with Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Does he have his eye on the White House, or is he perfectly happy in his current role, straining his every muscle pretending to care about bike lanes? And the conservative panel of Hot Take applauds Ron DeSantis for accepting federal hurricane relief, calculating that Floridians can't vote for him in 2024 if they have to fight off a shark in the voting booth. But first, President Biden juggles the approaching midterms and a nuclear crisis with Russia. Do our polling models account for extra votes from radiation-induced third limbs? It's Thursday, October 6th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. Good evening, I'm James Smartwood, and I got a head full of news where my brain should be. Top story with just 34 days until the midterm elections, the Democratic and Republican parties are fighting to convince voters that they know the perfect shade of paint to make our crumbling democracy pop. The leader of the Republican Party, former president and guy on a flight to Riyadh trying to stuff a nuclear warhead into the overhead compartment, Donald Trump, is facing new startling accusations related to his latest treason gaffe. Meanwhile, the leader of the Democratic Party, President Joe Biden, wants to keep the nation's focus on how Republicans will ban all abortions with one exception. The man might run for Senate one day on a platform of, I played football. But the military, cable news, industrial complex is trying to sneak in a quickie world war. As Putin is encountering these difficulties, I think it's now time to remove some of the restrictions that we've put on ourselves. Air and missile attack, which would be devastating on everything he owns inside Ukraine. We will continue to support The Ukrainians, as you've heard our president say, for as long as it takes. Doubling down on sanctions, doubling Mm -hmm. down on export controls, ranging all the way to a a nuclear response of our own. You know we're having a robust debate on the merits of military intervention when the only options laid out before the American people are, we should do it, or come on, we should do it. Joining me now to roll down the windows of truth, let the scoops blow through our hair, and make the news memory of a lifetime as Democratic strategists in the background of every single shot of Hillary and Chelsea's new Apple TV docuseries, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief, whose cat is the alpha in the relationship, Jonathan Keene. Hello. From Washington, Chief Field Correspondent who got his job fair and square over his sister, James Smartwood Jr. Hey. And CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent, and if I were the luckiest boy in the world, my dad, Major Garrett. Great to be with you. A Major, obviously there is no conflict on Earth the United States should not get involved in, but how does Biden spin America turning into an irradiated hellscape to his advantage in the midterms? So one thing that's true about President Biden, unlike his most immediate predecessor, he doesn't watch TV and take the the advice of generals on TV to chart his military strategy. He charts it on his own. And one thing I would say about the military generals currently on TV, they either were directly or indirectly involved in two of America's most recent wars, Afghanistan and Iraq, not necessarily regarded as absolute victories. What's clear in Ukraine is the people there with the assistance of U.S. military equipment are fighting just fine on their own. I don't know. I'm sure Russia would be a cakewalk compared to Afghanistan. Panel, jump in here. You know, it's not the media's job to offer a nuanced counter-narrative to war. It's our job to stand firm with the brave, noble people of Ukrainistan or whatever country we're talking about. I think military intervention in Ukraine is inevitable, and I would say that even if I hadn't received $400,000 from Boeing to deliver a seven-second speech. Unfortunately, we live in unprecedented times where it's impossible to where it's impossible to discern re- reality from fiction. Do you want to go I, again I gotta, there, Junior? I'm you know, not sure you that? nailed it. 
Unfortunately, we live in unprecedented times where it's impossible to discern reality from fiction, but I feel pretty good about this one. Yeah, this war is fine. Yep, we no, got we it. The broad strokes. Now, the news media is trying to go inside the head of Vladimir Putin like his critics go flying out the sixth story of their hospital windows. For more, let's go to our chief Washington bureau chief, Jonathan Keene. Keene, can you explain the inner workings of Vladimir Putin's psyche while also explaining why you're naked right now? Well, I sure can, James. I wanted to get inside the mind of Putin when he's isolated and embarrassed. Uh, and the only way to do that is to isolate and embarrass myself by getting naked. I see. And what have you been able to glean about the Russian tyrant? Well, there's no denying that Putin is feeling uncomfortable, but enjoying the refreshing feeling of his supple skin on cold plexiglass and the studio fan blowing directly on his belly button. Look, I gotta be honest, Keen. I thought we'd go at least five minutes into the new season before an analyst got naked. And you're telling me this isn't compelling television. I like it. I will give you that, okay? Hey, if I could just chime in real quick. Yeah, what's up? I like it too. Okay. That's it. Okay, moving on. As we all know, our nation is still in shock after another devastating attack. This one on perhaps the greatest symbol of American democracy, my face. As you can see here, a poster of me in the New York City subway system was graffitied. Uh, let's try to make sense of this act of cowardly evil in a new segment entitled America Under Attack, Someone Drew on My Face. Joining us now is former director of the CIA, John Brennan. He is the author of Undaunted, My Fight Against America's Enemies at Home and Abroad. Director Brennan, thank you for missing Family Redaction Night to be with us tonight. Thank you, James. Director Brennan, you've said that you believe Russia is the most likely suspect behind the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Are you prepared to wildly speculate that the Russians are also behind this attack on my face in the 65th Street subway station? Well, uh, no, James. I think this was the act of somebody who wanted to deface the advertisement, the poster. Um, this is not an act that is carried out by some type of foreign country. I think it's more somebody who was going through there and just uh, wanted to uh, put some graffiti on the poster. That's it. The good news is if we need to get some answers, the subway system allows for easy waterboarding every time it rains. Now, regardless of who's behind uh, the subway attack, uh, the United States needs to launch a proportional response. I think we all agree on that. How soon can we blot out the sun with drones? Well, I think this is going to be something for the uh, the Port Authority Police, uh, New York Police Department. NYPD, I'm not trying to get someone killed here, John. What we'll all say is we need to go by the 1% doctrine. If there is a 1% chance my crotch might be defaced next, we have to act like it's a certainty. Now, in non-my-face news, Director Brennan, before you go, some critics have said the U.S. drone strike program you oversaw killed too many low-level militants and civilians who posed no direct threat to the U.S., but wasn't it worth it to let the world know America stands ready to vaporize the powerless? I was very proud to work in the President Obama administration. Uh, I do believe that President Obama's views uh, very much comported with mine as far as only take uh, action, uh, lethal action against the terrorists uh, to stop their plans to conduct these horrific terrorist attacks against civilians only when necessary. And so therefore, I, I stand by uh, our record uh, during the Obama administration. Oh, you didn't say Obama said it was cool. Never mind. I got to hit the shops because daddy's low on ointment. So let's wrap it there. Thank you to my analysts and tuning out the news contributor, Major Garrett. Thank you, Major. Always a pleasure. He is the co-author of The Big Truth, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lie, available now wherever vanity projects are sold. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast, hot take host Tyler Templeton praises Governor Ron DeSantis' hurricane response. But first, a word from our sponsor. Tesla, if you see our driverless cars, just play dead until it goes away. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, 
The conservative pundits of Hot Take expressed their support for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' actions in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Hey, it's conservative host who gets duct taped to a chair before he even makes it through airport security, Tyler Templeton, alongside co-host and star of the YouTube video entitled Woman Curses Out Alpaca for Disrespectful Winnie, Bonnie Davis, co-host whose gender reveal party added several species to the endangered list, Susan Shepard, and co-host and funeral vapor, Austin Sparks. Crueler than the libs inventing welfare just to take down Brett Favre, this is Hot Take. What's up, you wild swine? Top story, throughout the countryside, rumors abound that King Trump, conqueror of omelets, will one sun-soaked day after the midterms but before Thanksgiving decree a run for president. Until then, Ronald the Rectangular DeSantis continues to show he is worthy of lying penisly with thine Republican Party. Today he faced his greatest test yet, accepting federal aid while still being a jerk-off to Joe Biden. Here is how he fared. We have received a major di disaster declaration for nine counties, but we do expect more. I just spoke with the president this morning. Uh, he offered support. I told him the thanks for this. Taking cash from the president despite voting against disaster relief as a congressman is a snake move, and I love it. Now Ron John to surf shop just needs to grab the check from Biden, then give the attack signal to his flood-delivered street walrus. Panel, how did DeSantis handle Biden's visit? Do we love it? I love it. I pray Ronnie D. St. DeSantis doesn't use the billions in relief money to repair buildings damaged in flooding so they can collapse naturally under Florida's you-do-you construction regulations. Couldn't agree more. You know, those liberals were so mad that DeSantis trafficked those migrants to Martha's Vineyard, but he actually saved them from the hurricane. Now he's got to look tough by bussing the hurricane up to Martha's Vineyard. Look, I'm just Jack DeSantis, if COVID is any indication, will refuse to waste federal dollars on nonsense, like accurately tracking the death count. Oh, boss move. Now, I love how the left gives this hurricane a man's name to say, oh, look, toxic masculinity. Guess what? I don't see a penis on that hurricane, and I've been looking for days. That's right, we all have, man, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, in 2024, it will be downright impossible to choose between Trump and DeSantis. Now, let's talk about the pros and cons of each. Trump pro, mm -hmm. Trump, uh, Trump con, not DeSantis. Uh. Okay, so DeSantis pro, sorta Trump, DeSantis con, not Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crap, it's impossible to choose. We gotta run them under a hot hairdryer and stick them together. Is it, does anyone have like that's, a big one? That's the way to do Too it. Too good I well, Vidal you, you Sassoon. Did you, what? Vidal Sassoon? Sassoon. Is that English? It's it, French for hair. I don't believe oh, in it. Oh, all right. I got to go slam my utensil drawer over and over until my wife figures out I'm mad at something from 20 years ago. So let's wrap it out with I'm not done. My hero, self-made son of a millionaire, Elon Musk, is blowing my mind with his new robot invention, which will one day replace humans who walk 0.2 miles an hour, looking like they got a hot shit in their pants. Bonnie? I'm upset because Kim Kardashian has to pay $1.26 million to the Securities and Exchange Commission for promoting cryptocurrency without disclosing that she'd been paid a quarter million. Do we really want America to end its sacred tradition of bilking consumers into buying worthless crap? I'm proud of all the bullshit I've been tricked into buying, including the weighted blanket that turned out to be just some guy in a sweater. 
As we all know, I'm also the host of Tuning Out the News' hit, Take No Prisoners late night show, Sparks. And tonight's episode totally slaps. We got Senator Ron Johnson and Twitch star Ninja playing raw meat air hockey, and then we do the Ghost Pepper Challenge with Britney Spears' dad. Finally, me and a guy who looks like Paul Sorvino try out a little gadget called the Spankometer. That's tonight on Sparks. What, what? Undisputed king of late night. It's nuts. Up next, Virtue Signal host Kylie Weaver sits down for an in-depth interview with Secretary Pete Buttigieg. That and more after the break. This week on Virtue Signal, host Kylie Weaver had the opportunity to go toe-to-toe with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg in a comprehensive interview about his role at the White House, as well as his future ambitions. Tonight, my exclusive sit-down interview with Secretary Pete Buttigieg. I'll ask what's the ideal route to build a high-speed rail besides the one connecting his house to the Oval Office. This is Virtue Signal. Hi, I'm liberal warrior Kylie Weaver, and sorry, but I have to salute neo-fascist Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney for showing the boys club that, yes, a woman can sink a migrant boat in the Mediterranean. Top story, y'all. After a series of legislative successes, President Dilf Joe Badonkadonk is on a hot streak, and here he is, looking downright feverish and hallucinating the image of deceased Congresswoman Jackie Walorski. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. Biden is the ultimate feminist president, refusing to let women's voices be silenced by anything, including the cold embrace of death. I stan half-measure zaddy President Biden, but if he decides not to run for re-election so that he can spend more time with the loud, rattling machines that breathe for him, who would replace him? That was just one of the topics I discussed with Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg in his Washington office. Secretary Buttigieg, thank you for joining me, and thank you for doing me the honor of wearing your fun tie to my interview. Thank you. It's it's my most fun blue tie. Now, so many utilities that we rely on are controlled by corporations that maximize profits through methods like airline stock buybacks and downward pressure on rail workers. How do you pressure private corporations to strike a more reasonable balance between serving the public good and buying new lasers for the robot army they use to terrorize union leaders? So I don't know anything about robot armies, sure but this don't. is a really big deal. I mean, there there is a lot of uh, expansion in the profitability of transportation companies that has sometimes come at the expense of workers. Uh, models for how to run a railroad that have led to dramatic reductions in workforce that then make the system less resilient. Uh, I think airlines were too quick to see people into early retirement, which meant when the passengers came back, they weren't prepared. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I just have to say, mm, never mind. Uh, okay. It's just, this partnership between private and public enterprise seems kind of toxic. Is it time to walk away? Oh my god, you and the Department of Transportation could totally stay at my loft until you get back on your feet. Um, I'm, I'm good, but, but thank you. Okay, okay, the offer is yours anytime. Got it. Now, Elon Musk is a legendary innovator. Not only did he popularize electric vehicles, he also populated the earth with a bunch of illegitimate kids. And he is absolutely dragging the Biden administration. Now, should we trust people like Elon Musk or should we use our brains and general awareness of reality to guide what we do? 
So here's what I would say. Uh, you know, you've, you've got a lot of very impressive achievements at a company like Tesla. It's also a company that benefited a lot from federal support, especially in its early years. And you know, business leaders can have their political opinions. That's, that's their right. Uh, but as a department, we're mostly just concerned to make sure that, you know, whether we're talking about uh, the auto industry or whether we're talking about commercial space travel, every company that's participating in it is doing the right thing when it comes to safety and, uh, and we hope also partnering with us to do the right thing when it comes to climate, when it comes to, to workers and everything else that's at stake. Totally. Also, as your best friend, can I just say maybe you need to get away from this ancient paradigm that cars are only meant to explode above ground and instead believe in a future where they can explode underground. Now, the Biden administration has had a literally amazing summer. You struck an agreement with the Manchin administration to pass the Landmark Inflation Reduction Act, and it's already working. Inflation is down to a minuscule 8%, and I'm seeing way fewer GoFundMes for people trying to buy a gallon of milk. What turned around this administration, besides me posting a Drake meme where the top says not passing bills and the bottom says passing bills. I'm, I'm sure that was a big help. Uh, the, the reason we're excited about the Inflation Reduction Act is it's going to lower the costs that Americans are facing every day, especially in a climate where there's been a lot of inflation. So when you look at uh, what the bill is going to do, for example, to uh, reduce the cost of prescription drugs, uh, allowing Medicare to negotiate directly with uh, with pharmaceutical companies. The pharma companies fought that, but uh, the administration was able to get that through. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's making a big difference and uh, one of many things that makes me proud to be part of this administration. Well, there is one thing we know for sure. It's great that Joe Biden's approval rating is on the rise and there's no need for the party in 2024 to rally behind a young, vibrant, gay, transformative political figure. <laughs> That's right, we have a great president. Mm-hmm. I mean, where would we even find someone like that? Like that person I mentioned. I mean, they don't even exist. It's impossible. And even if we did find them, would they have the courage to seize this singular moment in history? Or just a great day job that they want to, you know, continue mm -hmm. well, doing. Well, luckily, we don't have to worry about that. We're not in an ironic divine hell where the better we do at our job, the better it is for our boss, and the further we get from fulfilling our destiny. Right. Exactly. We're on the exact same page, bestie. Let's talk about Republican Governor Ron DeSantis lying to migrants and transporting them to predominantly liberal enclaves. Ugh, I'd kill for a lobster roll right now. Obviously, this demonstrates a profound level of cruelty and lack of empathy. So is he now a lock for the Republican nomination? Well, uh, you know, I would like to think that mainstream Republicans out there across the country uh, are as troubled by what's happening as, as the rest of us. Uh, I know that's not always true. Uh, we've seen a lot of extremism. Uh, but uh, we also see, I, th I would like to think, some common ground in the idea that you got uh, asylum seekers from Venezuela fleeing a repressive communist regime, that they ought to be treated with respect. These aren't political pawns, they're human beings. You know, honestly, I'm surprised to hear you answer with such vitriol. I like to say, when they go low, we go high. By the way, high is what people say to Ron DeSantis when they realize he's not a tugboat wearing a suit. I'm serious, we need to rise above, just like Ron DeSantis rises above what's considered a normal human torso to leg ratio. We gotta turn the other cheek, which should be easy for Ron DeSantis considering he appears to be made entirely of ass cheek. Now, I know you're singularly focused on your dream job, transportation secretary, but polls show that you would be a strong candidate for president, and President Biden recently told Scott Pelley, who I see at the gym a lot. My intentions I said to begin with, 
is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. If President Biden announces that he's not seeking another term, how far into the word not will you announce your candidacy? Will you wait for the T, or is America looking for a leader who jumps in on the O? So uh, I'm expecting that the president will run again, and I'm, I'm looking forward to supporting him. I'm also completely focused on this job. It is the most demanding time that, that I can imagine for the work that, that we do. Um, just so you know, our graphics director, Lindsay, worked really hard on the graphic announcing your candidacy for president, and she's going to be really bummed that we're not using it. Does that change your calculus at all? It's generally not the kind of thing that would go into a, a, a decision about that sort of thing, but okay. uh, I appreciate hearing about that. Okay, well, at the very least, can you please look into the camera and tell Lindsay how sorry you are for wasting her time? And by the way, you should really go for it because she worked on the graphic on her birthday. Um, sure, uh, Lindsay, uh, I'm so sorry, and, and happy belated birthday. Secretary Buttigieg, we're all done. Thank you for your time, and also thank you for taking care of the tickets I got for driving in the carpool lane alone. When you do the emotional labor of 10 men, your car is full, hunty. Um, probably not technically how the high occupancy vehicle lanes work with the whole carpooling thing. You really want to have more than one person there. I really there, thought anyway. you would understand emotional labor. Yeah. I really thought you would. When we return, Kylie Weaver gives a touching tribute to a brave feminist crusader who's been fighting the good fight ever since 2022, Liz Cheney. But first, a word from our sponsor. Meta, anything you can imagine as long as it looks like shit. Welcome back. Before we go, the January 6th committee is wrapping up their historic hearings which have already transformed thousands of enthusiastic Democratic voters to extremely enthusiastic Democratic voters. And as we await Trump's tearful surrender to a supermax prison, there's one progressive icon who deserves all of our gratitude. Liz Cheney has been courageous. Liz Cheney has integrity. She was so brave and noble. I think she's fearless. I really admire her. I admire Liz Cheney. You have to admire her courage. Her courage for her patriotism. She reminds us of brave Republicans in the past, like Abraham Lincoln. Yes, Liz Cheney and Abraham Lincoln are like two sides of the same coin. Lincoln abolished slavery, and she endorsed the Supreme Court justices trying to bring it back. Sure, Liz and I don't agree on everything. She refused to denounce birtherism, defense torture, including waterboarding, and when Trump was president, voted with him 92.9% of the time. All truly unforgivable acts, but by the ally power vested in me, I hereby forgive her on behalf of all of her victims because she descended into the sacred baptismal waters of calling Trump Bad. And that's why she's tonight's self-sacrificing Shiro, whose only reward is a lucrative book deal, platform to run for president, guaranteed cable news contributor contract, and adulation from Goldfish Brains Democrats. Plus all that Cheney oil wealth from the Iraq war hunty. Good night, everyone. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.